0: It is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California.
1: Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clare. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And Alex Sinard.
0: No one knows what it means, but it's provocative.
1: Also featuring the talents of Bigfoot as your producer.
2: Oh.
1: Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. ladies and gentlemen to another episode of real deal no sex Appeal. my name is chris Winnie as always is parker alex is uh, a little busy tonight so we're watching uh the murder of nicole brown simpson this is by the same director who made the haunting of sharon tate uh it's kind of one of those things that makes you think where else can they go with this are they going to do the kidnapping of elizabeth smart the drowning of tracy peterson
0: the rape of nan king oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna go chomping a ramsey but boy one-up me on that one
1: yeah i was saying but we have the murder one we can't
0: use murder historical drama yeah vietnamese war crimes starring a fucking 90s american pie actress (laughs) Tara (laughs) reed with all those fucking korean earlobes on her necklace that's a movie write that down
1: obviously nicole brown simpson is uh, the woman who was married to oj simpson and she got murdered by oj simpson
0: or, <laughs> what do not. you mean, Parker? Do you have an alternate theory? Uh, you know, people are talking. And, you know, someone put their theory forward, and we're going to get into it. Yeah, people forget. O.J. Simpson was not found guilty of that crime. The glove, in fact, did not fit.
1: Yeah, so uh, they made a movie about that. Uh you know, it's nice to see a director grow and evolve, and uh, really learn from past mistakes, and thus we have a better structured movie. Uh, it's a lot more mature, uh, yeah. and it's it's not as tasteless. So, be- uh, be- yeah. Sure. So all right. So before we get into it, Parker, do you have any news?
0: Oh, buddy, do I ever? Uh oh. You want the good or the bad?
1: Let's go with the good
0: first. Did someone say? demolition man Two.
1: that's what i knew you're <laughs> gonna go
0: with all right <laughs> that has the potential to be incredibly good or 90 minutes of a hundred year old sylvester stallone making safe spaces joke and we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna roll the dice because i still have not seen last blood so i don't know what his capable hands are you know gonna throw forward into the ether but
1: well, if we want to learn about Last Blood, we can always ask our good friend Josh Brody. However, for the Safe Spaces jokes of Demolition Man 2, there there is a fair amount of that sort of subtlety in Demolition Man 1, which I think we can still agree is one of the best movies ever made. Talk about a movie that ages better than any other movie I think I've ever seen. This is so much better now than it was in 1993.
0: I, what was it like some comic-con one year for the anniversary did like they created the taco bell from demolition man i've never wanted to be anywhere more in my life <laughs> than the full luxurious demolition man God, I'm so fucking George. i want to crunch wrap so bad me too i i'm dying inside
1: why don't they have that on doordash it's whatever anyway demolition man 2 as soon as i heard those words i'm like oh of course i'm in I am absolutely yeah. in on this. What's the worst case scenario? It makes a bad movie? Oh, no way. Sylvester so Stallone in a bad integrity. movie?
0: Like, he can just bring Wesley Snipes back. You don't have to be like, well, actually, you know, at the end of, no, just do it. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, none of this matters. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be totally in. I would totally
1: watch it. I can't see how this could possibly go wrong.
0: Looking forward to our episode after we go at midnight, regardless of quality
1: oh yeah exactly this is come on we know what's going on and you know the you know, the more important thing is that people are going to hear about this and they're going to go back and they're going to watch Demolition Man 1 and so it's like, Oh, I can't watch the second one without knowing about the first the Chris Field
0: syndrome we call it and buddy uh, <laughs> who do you think you're talking to <laughs> I said to tell you uh, actually a Hard Target too. has Scott Atkins in it which is a thing I know because I fucking watched it
1: so my brain is worms look again the, the main positive takeaway we can say is more people watching Demolition man i think that's a very good thing for america it's such a good movie yeah we did an episode on if i recall
0: oh oh, we sure did all these people get to watch it go i don't understand like is sandra bullock his daughter that they banged like what why they bring up his daughter and then never mention it again is that dennis leary yeah don't worry about it don't worry about the (laughs) seashells do you think they'll explain the seashells in the movie this time uh, they better not they better not do you think they recast rob schneider or do they keep him I mean, it can't be expensive to get Rob Schneider.
1: Okay, so what's the badness?
0: I mean, normies will love it. Uh, but I that know the Tiger it is. King, Nick Cage thing. Just I've read it, and my it was like the first thing I read when I woke up, and my initial thought was just, "Uh, yeah. I don't want." Who wants this? I mean, I know the answer is everyone on Facebook. Yeah, just posting about it, but like, I don't. It's. You don't know, kind of to th- be funnier than the real thing. Exactly. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, and You're there's wasting, wasting Nick Cage, who could be making more movies about using jiu-jitsu to fight aliens. And, like, it's from the showrunner and writer of American Vandal. Just give me season three. Because Netflix did the Netflix thing. <laughs> they gave two seasons and went, cool, awesome. You're done now. Bye. That is a very Netflix move, a move. third I have to season. Admit. The whole first season is just a fucking making a murder documentary about finding out if this person... Actually drew all those penises on the faculty's cars at his high school. (laughs) It's such a good show. I would rather get more of that than, hey, here's this crazy thing, but we're gonna make it even crazier. Like, just watch you fucking cast Jeff Goldblum and talk about bacon. Like, fuck off. Okay, turn into a pickle already.
1: So my own experience with this, I watched Tiger King on your recommendation because your recommendation was fantastic. It was the way you described it was that is the complete hook that I need. You know. It is not what the people on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else in the world are doing. It's like, do you think Carol Basket killed her husband? Yes, that's the point of the <laughs> yeah, fucking thing. Yes, I know it. How stupid do you have to be to not believe it? The fucking documentary tells you explicitly that she did. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's it's not even like a joke. Like there's no punchlines. Like, do you think? You, yes. Yes. No one. You will not meet one person, not in human history, who will watch it and just say, "I think she's innocent."
0: You don't like like the week later, like wow. Here's a clip of Joe Exotic saying he should be able to use the N word. Who knew such a piece of shit? Like
1: that's a part that no one fucking talks about. look at him. Are you serious? <laughs> that's a part that no one talks about. But you brought up his two husbands and all that other shit, and I thought wow, this is really it's funny, it's interesting, and it's like wow. And this is the worst part, sadly. The first thought is wow, more people need to see this, so it gets really popular, and we're all at home anyway, so we all watch it, and unfortunately and i'll speak for alex here narby's took it over uh it's, sure. yeah it's, i mean that's, that's cold blood <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh that's, that's not fair you know I, th- I think that's not fair because a lot of people i'm not saying that there's some like you don't appreciate it the way that i do even though it's true
0: look it's, my mom sent me carol baskin memes so oh, like that's yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about here
1: yeah there's i mean we're, she
0: sent me tiktoks of people making songs it's I mean dark
1: road. I look I love the people that I work with I absolutely do they are like 95% of the reason I work where I work is because I like the people I work with but every single time you pull up slack it's someone's greeting you with hey you all you cool cats and kittens guess what's not cool anymore it's just like
0: I was so happy I got on the ground floor because if I had waited like two weeks I would never ever watch it out of spite
1: yeah, but, you know, the other important thing is that you, you kind of picked up on, like, the smaller jokes that people are kind of glossing over. Just like, did you kill her husband? Yes. But, the, again, that's like the point of like it. Like,
0: none of that is as funny as a guy just looking at the camera going, hey, a lot of people thought I lost my legs because of tires. Nope. Did <laughs> <Zip-lining. laughs> <laughs> like, you know Drugs a bad guy. Yeah. He uses meth to trick straight dudes into marrying him. <laughs> He's not a good person. But now we put Nick Cage in there. And the
1: oh fact my god, that's so epic. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Because people look at this and they're like, yeah, Nick Cage, he's really crazy. Do we really need him to do it? We could get but, anyone to do it. It doesn't seem but, like a particularly difficult part to play.
0: This is for the type of people that would respond to this news by going, oh my god, awesome sauce. I need this yesterday.
1: One of the things that Alex likes to say, and I I mention this on almost every episode, is who is this for? We know exactly who this is for. It's for the Norms. It's fine. Whatever. It is the
0: complete other circle of the Venn diagram of our (laughs) listeners. Uh,
1: But I ask a different question. Why was this made? And besides making money, which is obvious, what are you going to show here that Tiger King didn't already show? Why would you cast a fictional version of it when nothing's going to be crazier or funnier than the real life thing?
0: I think what makes me mad is because I know like It's just going to pop up on Netflix I'm going to stare and go like, fuck it, I guess I'm not doing <laughs> anything else And then I'm going to be so mad the yeah. entire time <laughs> Just sitting <laughs> there, arms crossed, not fair Am I going to not watch this? God, I've
1: got <laughs> content to talk about Honey, get God, in here, I need it. a friend <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we both knew that these were going to be the ones uh, Leading off the news Is there anything else that happened or didn't happen?
0: No, that, literally every week it's just Hey, remember this movie? It's coming out next year instead I can't even keep track at this point. Uh, all right, nothing's coming out this year. It's fine. Yeah, our theaters are reopening anyway, so we're all gonna fucking die in this hellhole state. You know, the saddest part about all this is not
1: just seeing the movies are pushed back until twenty twenty one, but the movies are pushed back until twenty twenty two. Oh
0: god, I I miss movie theater popcorn
1: so bad. I oh. know. I am. What if I just like? No, no. I will. I will go see anything at this yeah. point. I'll, literally
0: anything in that theater. just I
1: The first time I get a baked pretzel delivered to me at the Alamo, I might cry.
0: (laughs) Sir, sir, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Now get... (laughs) If you want that tip, you'll get out of my face now.
1: (laughs) The credits are starting! Go! Okay, so... Hey, you were here before get out of my fucking face! It's it's the pre-show! It's the pre-show! Go! Go! Go!
0: Look, I got here early enough and I saw the first loop. Now be gone. (laughs)
1: Now be gone. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, hey,
0: come back. I said two cheese. Don't bring that fucking mustard in my face. If I pick up one of these little yellow containers and it's cold, you're eating it. I've definitely thought that before. That, that was it amazing. gets so fucking heated. don't What mustard? Get no, out of
1: my face. Have you smelled that mustard? It smells disgusting.
0: Yes, because I've opened it and went, oh no, and then I got right, shit. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, the first thing you think is, like, you're, you're kind of like one of the Sims where someone, like, you close off the access to the bathroom so someone has to shit in their floor and they walk in on the poop and they go, ew!
0: <laughs> this content is for no one but you and me with our very specific. gripes
1: okay uh do we have any jerks of the
0: week oh fuck i can't believe you've done this yeah alex who recommended that we do this movie (laughs) that motherfucker
1: that was him i thought it was you
0: no that was his idea
1: you know if i ever actually listened to these episodes uh, (laughs) yeah
0: you know i can't remember like most of my family's birthdays but this is the shit that sticks in this fucking etch a sketch brain of mine don't put that evil
1: on me it's real problematic. Yeah. Uh, I think my jerk of the week is also Alex. Come on, dude. <laughs> you can't duck out of this. Oh, to oh to look at me. I have
0: finals. I'm trying to, like, better myself. Cool. You know <laughs> who else tried to better herself? Nicole Brown Simpson. We're you know down in the her?
1: content trenches, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Was I ever this week. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of let's talk about what we watched recently. I only have two, and they're very brief. Well, one's very brief, and the other... We'll see. Uh, the first one, it's not really a movie. I guess it's just a, a Vice documentary on Chris Benoit. Um, oh,
0: man. I still haven't watched that. No, it's a two-parter, right? It
1: is a two-parter. So it's a total of about an hour and a half, something like that. Uh, this was assigned to me by Jeff Rosenberry, the guy from work who didn't know that uh, Steve Buscemi was uh, in all these movies besides Adam Sandler movies. <laughs>
0: How long did it take you to go, what do you mean you've ever seen Con Air? Uh, I'm assuming it was an A to B that was, jump.
1: That was like the first thing. It was like, you haven't seen Con Air? It just my heart just the
0: sound me. of silver clattering on the table. <laughs> what?
1: Just just standing up, getting chin to chin. with him. So he was like, this is your homework. You need to know all about this. Because I think I mentioned to him that I watched Beyond the Mat. And I was like, you don't get to assign me homework. Come on, you're like five years younger than I am. So I watched it anyway, because what am I going to do? <laughs> exactly. And, are you going got to say
0: no to delicious free content. <laughs>
1: and it, I was like, You know what? This is somewhat interesting, because I remember it was 2007 when it happened, right? Uh, Yeah, sounds right. I believe that was the summer. I just graduated from high school. I was going into college. Fresh-faced young boy. Oh, boy. I wonder what my favorite pro wrestler is. Oh. So uh, I watched the whole thing, and I I thought I had known the details. I, I had known that, A, he had done a whole lot of steroids, and, B, probably some CTE going on there. I did not know about his very deep friendship with Eddie Guerrero.
0: Oh, yeah. They were best as buds.
1: I, uh, yeah, that's the thing is like, people have friends. You and me were friends. Me and Josh were friends. That's different from what Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit had together. Like, the amount of times that they mentioned that Chris just couldn't stop crying when Eddie Guerrero was dead. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that's all broken, but it sure did not help.
1: Now, that doesn't necessarily make you turn your house into murder city. Well, you know, we it's, all grieve differently. It's certainly, it, it does not help. Uh, we'll say that. Uh, it turns out all the other uh, stuff that went into it, man, it just kind of builds on what I felt when I watched Beyond the Met that maybe I shouldn't watch pro wrestling. It's not just a CTE God. because it uh, turns out that flying headbutt move that two wrestlers said, hey, you guys really shouldn't do this. I've been doing it, and I feel fucked up. And Chris Benoit just did it for decades. Yeah. You know, uh,
0: the weekly TV, house shows. Glad
1: they finally uh, got rid of that. What really bothered me is uh, the the sister of uh, Mrs. Benoit. She, uh, she said something that no one from the WWE showed up to the funeral, except for good old JR, who she didn't even want there and uh, I guess the only other guy who reached out was Jericho who you've mentioned before yeah. uh, Jericho seems like a really good decent man
0: like he's got problematic views but like if you're grading on the curve of wrestler yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's, pretty, I, he's I don't good. know
1: his views or whatever but he seems like a decent he was the only guy who actually reached out to the younger Benoit and been like hey man I'm here for you and no one else did and I find that incredibly fucked up that no, like I understand the business aspect of it for them to take that vow of silence, especially after the tribute that they did. So they show most of the tribute that they did after they found out. Oh, Chris Benoit oh found dead in his home. I
0: remember watching that thing fucking live, dude. And oh, then, you like, did? Was it the next? It was day the next. The it was sport? literally the next. Yeah, one. that's right. Because Tuesday's was, was fucking ECW, and it started with them coming out going, "Hey, so we learn more details. Um, we will we not, not mention talking about him on freaking... the show. Yeah, yeah they, the fuck, I remember that. I remember his so name so on the
1: show. Uh, and here's the thing is they showed most of the tribute, which, and they did not show the most important part, which is that they nixed the, uh, Vince McMahon got
0: blown up storyline. <laughs> Cause I remember <laughs> I watched that pay-per-view and I was like, what, where is he at? Like there wasn't an angle. Like he was just not there. Then Monday they like scrapped the whole show and did that whole fucking tribute showed the whole way through with all the testimonials. And then next day they were like... So, uh, egg on our face,
1: uh, looks like my
0: boy did it. Fuck, I forgot I watched all those live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: remember the live ones. The ones that really, she was like, oh, I can't believe you're, I almost don't want to spoil this for you, because you're probably going to watch it anyway, but I might as well just say one, uh, one of the guy, I don't know who it was, it might have been Dean Malenko, I don't know, uh, said something about the fact that, uh, Chris, I love you, and I trust you with my life, and my wife's life, and my kids' lives. Oh, God. Just oh, the absolute porous choice of words in that scenario.
0: Did they show anything from the tribute show when Eddie Guerrero died?
1: Uh, They did. Uh, they actually ended up showing Chris Benoit yeah, sobbing. Yeah, where he's just
0: openly just like I, full body, I, like body shaking. I don't know if shaking. I've ever
1: seen a man cry like that in yeah, person in my life.
0: Yeah. And that's with the reputation of being the okay cold-blooded killer is not the word i wanted to use there but yeah, you know well... just a fucking psycho <laughs> well, yeah. rabid and wolverine yeah. and just like oh god that is i don't think i've ever seen a human being cry like that in uh, real life that's
1: the thing about that's... like i don't know if the emotional thing might be tied to the use of steroids i don't know look at me do i look like i do steroids I did. Do I focus? Do Seriously, I mean, like, hard? you know,
0: it's all natural, but like, if I, you know, just comment, you know, yeah, it's
1: anabolic. There are Bali jewels in the body. Anyway, this is one of the things that gets to me about this is that I'm not trying to play both sides of it, but I'm kind of like Jericho is just like, you have to understand uh, what he meant to people is going to be different from the way that other people see him. People can look upon his act and say, yes, it is unforgivable what he did. I certainly agree with that. But he also touched people in a really important and powerful way. One of them, he just touched way too powerfully. Oh my god! That's was, that was good though. <laughs> That's good. That was, really good. Uh, <laughs> that was a real
0: curveball. You got to leave that. Okay. Oh.
1: <sighs> that's the worst thing I've said on the
0: podcast In case you want more bad feelings The season finale will be the final days of Owen Hart And boy <laughs> You have no idea how preventable that death that's was gonna, much Well Owen I guess that's from the director of the not, murder of Nicole
1: Brown Simpson <laughs> The final days of God. Owen Hart
0: I don't think you know how much He did not want to do that stunt That he was coerced into Oops Which, which stunt was that one? Coming down on the zip line that broke and he fell and died He 1 million percent did not want to do it Oh. It's gonna be a rough episode. It's maybe maybe fun. I don't need to watch any pro Correct. wrestling ever again. Oh his widow bravely relives her husband's final day. Sick, cool. Alright. It's gonna be a feel good kind of day for this the guy. Watch Cassidy puts his hands in his pockets. He does, and then <laughs> one time he tried and it was really cool. Oh, there we go. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch wrestling. I'll watch wrestling. Even good the one. good people are terrible.
1: This is why I remember why watch... that
0: Stone Cold just the dog shit out of his
1: ex-wife. <laughs> this is like... the reason why I watch real wrestling, like Foxcatcher. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I'm
0: also wearing the prosthetic nose that Steve Carell wore. Okay. That's how I show up to record.
1: So uh, I'm going to talk about the other movie that I watched. This movie, for reference, is very critically acclaimed. Uh, Parker, when I mention the name of the movie, I, I don't want you to look up the director. I kind of want it to be a surprise. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, We talk a lot about endings. And one of the phrases that passes our lips often is, I wish it would never end. And we don't just say this about movies. Sometimes we say this about, you know, our favorite television series. Sometimes we say it about our favorite Super Bowl. Or maybe we say (laughs) it about a relationship that we had. Or maybe it's a job that we really enjoy doing. I wish it would never end. But sometimes endings are important. Sometimes the ending is the best part. Sometimes the ending isn't just the bow on the present. Sometimes the ending is what makes it. And you can't think about it without that powerful ending. Similarly, the lack of any ending whatsoever can sink a movie. And it's one of those things that I've been harping on for I don't know how many years. And I just despise it. When a movie doesn't have a real ending, Parker, you mentioned the turning, is one that doesn't have a good ending. That can just sink a movie for you. This is one of those. Uh, I watched a movie called *Cachet*. It's a uh, it's a French movie. It's in French. It's really an Austrian movie, co-production sort of bullshit. And uh, that's that's French for hidden. The idea is uh, there's this couple and um, they are. Uh, Terrorized by some anonymous person who is leaving them videotapes. So some guy is videotaping the front of their house, and he's sending them really fucked up child's drawings of a child with its throat slit, or a chicken with it, with its throat slit, and there's blood everywhere. It's just little crayon drawings, right? We're talking. Right, we're talking. Yeah. We're talking. yeah, yeah I hey, to say, hey, there's there's more. It gets better. And the the videotapes, they start to become a little bit more in depth. Like they're they're showing uh, the the home where he grew up. So this person, whoever's sending these videotapes knows the, uh, the husband of this, uh, couple that's being terrorized by the videotapes, right? This movie has no music and no action and no plot and nothing interesting happens and it sucks and I hate it and I wish I was dead. Uh, oh, yeah. So Martin. this is, He had me, <laughs> there are a million, <laughs> basically I kind of want to spoil the ending. You never find out who did it. Not, not for sure. You have an idea about it, um, Let's let me see how I can describe this to you, Parker. Do you know much about Algerian and French history with the war between the two, and uh, do you know some of the political history that goes into it? come on dude (laughs) look at me (laughs) oh well in that case you're really not going to get much out of this movie because the movie kind of banks on you knowing it guess I'll scratch it off the list like the movie actually even goes in and tells you about a very well known in France massacre of a bunch of Algerian people and it even says you know what happened they look at the camera and says The French people murdered 200 Algerians and dumped them into a river. So the whole movie is more or less a commentary on French-Algerian relations and the unwillingness to admit to past wrongdoings. All that is fine. You can make uh, a movie that's replete with symbolism and allegory and about political underpinnings and class and race and history. You can do all that. All that I want you to do is to make a good movie around it and the person who did this did not do that uh, actually I I want to uh, bring up Kurt Loder I've mentioned Kurt Loder before oh he wrote goodness. a great book called The Good, the Bad, and the God-Awful 21st Century Movie Reviews again yeah he's the MTV guy one of my favorite movie reviewers I've ever read one of my favorite writers I've ever read I'm going to get his book off the shelf stand by
0: oh actually good ah. getting up on. he's let the cat out desperately just uh,
1: turn on the light. I am not going to read the entirety of what he wrote here. Uh, Because the review is really not that long. I could probably get away with reading the entire thing. But uh, I do want to read the opening salvo that he launches against it. Ah,
0: Thank you for that break. That cat's been climbing on me for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus.
1: This is absolutely worth reading. Because, oh boy, this movie is a real stinker. So... If it, his opening review for *Cachet*: This is one of those prickly European art movies that makes you wonder what you've done wrong to deserve it. The Austrian director Michael Haneke has a towering disdain <laughs> for bourgeois I had intellectuals. A feeling. The upward uh, again, I'm going to read this again because it's worth knowing. The Austrian director has a towering disdain for bourgeois intellectuals, the upwardly mobile urban liberals he appears to despise for their smugness, their consumerism, and their unacknowledged racism but bourgeois intellectuals are the only imaginable audience for a movie like this. You can almost hear them savoring its insights over cocktails at some Save the Wombats fundraiser. He said it better than anything I've said about this review so
0: far. God, I felt it in my bones like, that movie sounds familiar. Yep. And the more he described it, as like, oh man, you know what, <laughs> I almost mentioned funny games. <laughs> That's Your favorite movie that I've ever assigned you. I think the the thing I said about Michael
1: Haneke after watching Funny Games, which Kurt Loder also reviewed and had the same take that I did, is that man should not be a director. He should be a bricklayer. He can't make movies.
0: Why did you watch Caché?
1: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so Caché uh, is very, very well-known, very critically acclaimed. People said this was a really good movie. And uh, I knew who the director was, Before I watched it, I knew, okay, this guy has not been good to me in the past. But I'm big on forgiveness. I'm big on seeing a director grow and better himself and evolve in some ways. And uh, that worked out with the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. I don't know why it didn't work out with this one. So, uh, yeah, Michael Haneke, if you're listening to this, please quit. Just quit your day job. Just (laughs) go work as a
0: bricklayer. It's on site. Yeah, it's absolutely on site. Just don't.
1: Don't make movies. You, you can't remake make your exact movies. same movie. This your uh, this, favorite movie, and then, you know that's the thing about Cashier. Is I heard, oh, it's a really good mystery, and people see it in different ways. Not if they were watching the movie, they don't. <laughs> oh, yes, a
0: good mystery in which you don't solve it, the mystery. Yeah, it's
1: it's so. so we know bad. who
0: murdered Nicole Brown Simpson.
1: I I can understand why people Allegedly. enjoy it, but those people don't like movies. You know, I, it's it's just awful, and I hate it. And. Read the rest of Kurt Loader's book. It's really good. Uh, Parker, what did you watch?
0: Ooh, buddy. Buddy, buddy, buddy. So, I'll uh, say the new episode of What We Do in the Shadows did. So, you know, the thing where it's like, oh, they're out of touch. They don't know how computers work. It was set up like it was going to be one of those episodes, mm-hmm. but I really appreciated it, it morphed into. I have an email here from a Bloody Mary that says, if we don't forward this, we're going to be cursed. <laughs> and they spend the whole episode trying to find ten people who have email addresses so they don't get cursed. Oh, it's very good. That's actually really good, yeah. It's, like, I thought I knew it was going to be like, okay, as he as before, they fall for, like, a credit card thing. No, they just, and since they're vampires, of course they believe Like, oh, fuck, curses are real. <laughs> we have to do something. I, maybe I should watch this show. <laughs> it's very good. I did some franchise cleanup slash directors' filmographies cleanup. So I got three quick ones, real quick. Saw 3D, aka Saw the Final Chapter. Looks like a fucking direct to Sci-Fi Channel film shot in Romania. Oh, I cannot that hurts. believe the like you literally call it the final. We're gonna end everything. We're gonna tie everything together because one of the things I love about the Saw movies is like how hard they try to maintain continuity. Because I know I've said it before. You know the dude, Jigsaw, like the big bad. Mm -hmm. He dies at the end of the third one. And he stays dead. This isn't the third one?
1: They're not doing like the Friday the 13th where it's Friday 3? No.
0: Oh, Oh, no, no, no. This is number seven. You watched seven of these? That's four full movies where the main villain is dead. And they're like, well, actually, he had this apprentice the whole time. And we'll show this flashback. All this to tie it together. They have this grand fucking finale how do you fuck up the gore in a fucking Saw movie? It's all pink and shitty. Like, it's so fucking terrible. So, what's about even it. the conceit
1: behind the movie? Is it the idea that he's already built this murder house trap thing? And he's, he's been dead. Buddy, and someone gets stuck in it or something?
0: There are apprentices and there's oh. people that take over his work. It is so. I could not explain it to you without several charts. So, it's like
1: Human Centipede
0: 2 sort of thing without oh, it, yeah. buddy. Oh, you fucking wish. Alright, so that series is mercifully done, Jesus Christ Why, how to end on a low note for a franchise that even most horror fans do not care for I get some sick pleasure out of watching them go ass-backwards into uh, actually, uh, this whole time this guy was actually there with him, also developing the traps, and he works in the FBI it's, it's nonsense, but god damn what a bummer of an ending so I continued on the George Miller train Chris, here's the thing about Happy Feet <laughs> <laughs> this is like the last movie I'd expect you to watch. So, I didn't remember when this movie came out. So, which means I didn't know Robin Williams was both still alive and one, I'm sorry, two of the voices cuz there's a point in the movie where there's a bunch of there's a bunch of penguins and they all have Mexican accents and I say oh. aloud, "Why does this penguin sound like Robin Williams doing a racist accent?" <laughs> And then, lo and behold, one of the characters is just Robin Williams doing a Mexican accent. They couldn't have just got, like, a Mexican actor to do it? No. He has two roles.
1: No, no, no. Robin Williams does a funnier Mexican accent than an actual Mexican person.
0: Because, like, I had no perspective when this came out at all. So I'm here, I'm like, this sounds like some Mrs. Doubtfire bullshit. (laughs) What is this? And then I look at the fucking letterbox. Oh. his name is like Raul or Ramon or some shit. It's so bad. Oh boy. <laughs> so happy was feet is, it's whatever. It's yeah. not for me. I mean as far as kids' movies go, like I wasn't bored, Huds. It's, it's
1: not for me. I I always got happy feet confused with March of the Penguins. Turns out one oh, is uh, very different.
0: Correct. It's fine. You know, like I wouldn't say I was like super into it, but I wasn't bored. It's like or a
1: dancing animated animal movie, right?
0: it was like movie four that day so you know that's
1: i, I just wow i have to admit that not just does that not seem like a parker movie that doesn't even seem like a george miller
0: movie correct that guy just, just makes honest. whatever the fuck he wants buddy babe and babe pig in the city are next up on the docket i'm pretty excited about it babe's actually a pretty good movie i remember seeing it as a kid in theaters i don't remember anything about it but i remember being positive about it we had it on vhs and it's a good movie i'm excited the last bit of claim, so I started Christopher Nolan's movies from the beginning so I watched Following his very first movie it's like 70 minutes it's fine I, I even I haven't seen that one and I pride myself on being a Nolan beard like it's the standard thing when you see like a huge acclaimed director's like first movie it's like that's fine like I, you know for the no money and like casting all your friends and your brothers like it's fine you see early traces of him doing the fucking around with the chronology and stuff like that it's not bad by any means. I mean, it's probably his worst movie, but that's not a huge insult. Yeah. Like, you can see. I'm excited to see Memento because even here they're jumping around. You're starting in the middle of the action and cutting back to it later. It's fine. Like, if you're interested in that kind of thing of watching a whole film director's filmography, like you could do much much worse. Memento is certainly say. one of my all time favorites. I...
1: You ever see the Prestige? Oh yeah, I saw that. That's one. good.
0: Yeah, I, that was peak batman soy face over here. yeah <laughs> the first. but again i've only seen that one once like i was telling you like out of all of his movies outside of batman begins and dark knight i've seen the ones i've seen i've seen once and that's it so i'm excited to go through start from the beginning all the way up to i'm ready for a dunkirk rewatch oh yeah that movie give me a panic attack in the theater almost Yep. we get to have a fun discussion about dark knight rises it's gonna be fun oh, good. i'm excited for this one so doing that george miller side by side are gonna be fun for me Let's see here. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of directors, really just cashing in that blank check to do whatever they want. Alex, hear me in the ether. Bad Boys 2. I have not seen since I was in either high school or college. You know, we talk a lot about how movies in the early 2000s, we kind of had 9-11 coming. Just the pure hubris we showed all the time. This came out in 2003, and it might be the biggest example of, look, guys, if we don't go bigger and really just fucking go balls out, then the terrorists have won, okay? If it's all for nothing. So we just got to fucking do it heavy. Because that's what this feels like. It feels like zero restraint, unlimited money. Hey, Armageddon made a trillion dollars. Go do whatever you want. It kind of sucks, but it's also amazing.
1: Oh yeah, I always hear Bad Boys 2 used as that
0: sort of shield against Michael Bay saying, huh, he made Bad Boys 2. It's like, hey, uh, your movie's two and a half hours. Can you cut out the unnecessary scene that's just Will Smith talking about how fucking gay therapy is? No. (laughs) Third act? I think you meant fourth and fifth acts? Because why wouldn't this end in a minefield in Guantanamo Bay? (laughs) And what I love about it is nowadays when you see... uh, I think this cost 130 million dollars it's all in cg it's all alien dudes people in mocap suits fighting a giant laser in the sky here 130 million dollars is like 17 car chases in an elongated scene where they're following a truck headed to a morgue that's just throwing corpses at them <laughs> it's like uh we're gonna, we got to stop the giant alien invasion. Now fuck this like Henry Rollins is just going to lead a SWAT team to bust up a clan rally in the first 5 minutes. Okay,
1: you convinced me. I'll rewatch it.
0: The shot in the opening scene of a clan member setting a cross on fire has more style than most movies I've seen in theaters in the last 5 years. <laughs> the detail and style in the slow motion shot of Martin Lawrence getting shot in the ass <laughs> has more style than every Marvel movie as an MCU fan. Yes fucking ridiculous and by the way you know we talked a lot of shit last week about dracula 2000 the whole movie is about a drug trade in which the drugs which some might say are the real treasure are hidden in coffins so mr west craven we apologize all
1: right well if you want to complete michael bay's filmography you're gonna have to watch pearl harbor
0: i'm surprised i haven't i'm surprised no one's been assigned pearl harbor honestly oh that movie's so bad Oh, boy, I just spoke that into the ether. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Did. And in case you want to know, uh, this movie came out in the year 2003 because the drug of choice in the drug trade is ecstasy. Oh. <laughs> you, you love to see it. Oh, man. No, it's... I was concerned that I had not seen it since that long. I was like, this could be... This might not age particularly well. If there's one thing I know about Michael Bay, since I saw this, I've seen... Five Transformers movies and Pain and Gain, and part of the Benghazi movie. Like, this could go badly. <laughs> but I was very pleasantly surprised. That's good. Still too long, but also it's Michael Bay. You can't tell him now. It's probably that a That man lot is more... never. Sorry. <laughs> He's never been an editor he liked. That's for good. <laughs> you
1: know, it's probably one of those things where it's a lot more fun to watch in uh, the theater with like a big bowl of
0: popcorn. Oh my God. I thought it about five different times So how much I wish it was a full crowd with. Him. Yeah. Speaking of, I wish I could go back in time to when theaters were open and go see VFW because <laughs> I watched that again. Oh boy, that one's going to be the best movie of 2020, isn't it? You, It's it's up there, man. You will absolutely love it. I, I'm going to give it like, a chance at some point. So many things I would harp on other movies for because I see it a lot in indie horror. It's like, okay, so it's got the neon lights and there's the synth score. You guys remember John Carpenter? It has that, but also that's the entire aesthetic. Like every single shot is either in that blue light or in a red light. That's just how the world looks. There's constant either synth or blaring metal when we're at the punk hideout. And, like, I had totally forgotten the first interaction, like the first time someone attacks him, it just explodes. <laughs> like, it is a red, misty explosion, and that's just the rest of the movie kicks off from there. It's so, it is pure fun. I absolutely fucking love VFW. Just the way I like it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Couple more here. So, Skip, someone had to die this week. Uh-oh. Someone was at the grocery store, sauntered to the old red box, and saw... Is that an animated Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> sure. I've got a dollar 80 let Let's roll with this it. This isn't the one that came out before. It was like a little
1: prequel to the, uh, the one in 1995, right? Oh, no. It came out, like,
0: this week. Oh, no. It's by the studio that does, like, all the DC animated movies. It's Gosh. by Warner Brothers Animation. Wow. Well. I will say this, if I'm going to watch an animated Mortal Kombat movie, I want it to be, like, almost disgustingly over-the-top violent. And it delivers on that front. Oh. Like, I don't want it to be serious. I want multiple spinal cords ripped out. Like, the opening scene, I had downloaded it, I was just gonna watch it on my own, and in the opening scene, like, I'd say a good 20, 30 ninjas just get dismembered, and I was like, alright, she might wanna watch this, I'm gonna pause this. (laughs) And, like, it's perfectly disposable. I think it's 80 minutes, including credits. It mostly follows the story of the 95 movie. You know, it's the yeah. basic. They're all recruited. But it's a ton of fucking murder. You get to watch Goro, like, rip someone's arms off. It's... If you would want to see an animated Mortal Kombat movie, it's, that's what it would be. It is perfectly fine. Trash- I enjoyed it. I will forget it two weeks from now, but it is a solid, like, three-star. If it's what you're looking for, you'll have a good time. Because I watch a lot of those DC movies, and they're all, like, 70 minutes, and I'm like, oh, that was all right. And then the next day, I'm like, fuck, what was that called? Was it (laughs) Batman, 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 and Robin, Justice League? I don't fucking know. So, yeah, like, I'm not going to remember it a month from now, but I I had fun with it. Yeah. The last thing... You know, back when we talked about Blade Runner, how we talked about how Ridley Scott doesn't seem to, like, understand what makes his own movies work? Because you've got him doing Blade Runner, insisting that, no, he's a replicant. Like, of course he is. Why wouldn't oh, he be? Of geez, course he's a replicant. It just
1: made me mad thinking about it again. And
0: then his alien sequels that are just nothing you want from an alien sequel. Right. He doesn't also doesn't understand what makes other people's movies work. Because Skip i watched hannibal oh n- wait ridley scott did that yeah oh no the worst part of the movie by a country mile not the script the fucking camera work just a random shaky effects the most 2001 ass camera moves i don't think he doesn't get it like it's like he watched *Silence of the lambs got all this critical acclaim all the oscars and went Oh yeah, people really love that gory shit. That's what people wanted. Let's fucking do that. Let's do this. It's just, hey, you know what my favorite part of a cat and mouse chase movie is? <laughs> when they spend half the movie on separate fucking continents. <laughs> it's super exciting for me personally. Oh, is that that's the movie where the part with the brains and stuff, right? I, that was gonna get to that. So I never saw this, but this came out, I think, two thousand one. Yeah, I have very explicit memories of back when I was that age, like ten or eleven. I was, like, into knowing about horror movies, but still too scared to watch them. That's fair, yeah. I think I was the same way in college. (laughs) Vividly remember, my sister was in town with her husband at the time, and him describing me like, dude, it's crazy. This guy eats his own brains while he's still alive. And I'm just sitting there like,
2: what? No way!
0: (laughs) And then he's saying it's just fucking Ray Liotta, who is playing, like, the physical embodiment of a shitty co-worker in an HR sexual harassment video. <laughs> <It's> just this <laughs> character. is just talking about dames and wanting to bang him the whole time. And then he just slurs and eats his brain. It's it's so hokey and shitty. The Gary Oldman fucked up face makeup is really good at least. But like, it is, above all else, it's so fucking boring. And Julianne Moore, if that's the accent you're going to do, maybe just be like, nah, Clarice spent time in the Northeast and she lost her accent. Because she is just struggling, just white-knuckle-gripping that accent. And it is getting away from her. Oh, it is no. so...
1: What, what, uh, I don't know if I could really call it boring. I thought it was just so silly and stupid the entire time. I was
0: bored to tears. You
1: really do nail it when, though, when you say, uh, miss the point. Because
0: it does miss the point. Like, I understand... Like, what's crazy to me is that it's the same guy... Wrote the book Hannibal, <laughs> and then everyone read it. <laughs> it's like, uh, no thanks, man. This actually sucks. Can you fix it? Because he got so much, much book, work that don't... goes
1: into the Silence of the Lambs and Manhunter. I can tell that there's work that goes into that. I don't know what work went into this, unless he's again. It comes back to the braid scene. It's like, oh, well, you see, this section of the braid is the best. See, this? And that sort of thing. Like, dude, that's the least interesting thing that you're doing here. Like, the the reason that the uh the, the Hannibal Lecter series the first two were working so well when I say first two I mean Manhunter and Silence of the Lambs is that you don't know exactly what happened but you can put together in your head what happened that's
0: what makes it scary you know? Oh you don't want multiple flashbacks to everything they're discussing?
1: Like we don't see Buffalo Bill skinning a woman, we don't see the machete come and just flay her skin from her body because when you do that, that that takes kind of the Sounds weird to say. It. it takes the fun out of it. Like, yeah, it's thanks. nothing is going to be quite as scary as what you have up here. And the same thing happens with humor. You know, if you have to show it to me, then it's not going to be quite as funny as me thinking about what happened. And the same thing would probably go for romance. Like, the uh, like two couples in a room and the light slowly fades on them. I know that they're probably going to bone, and that's probably going to be really romantic. But to to see the thrusting and the heaving and the sweating and everything, that takes some of the so, fun out of it
0: didn't in the book at the end of Hannibal I swear I remember reading that like the two of them end up like Hannibal and Clarice end up together because <laughs> I think they wrote that and Jody Foster was like hey thanks but no thanks we'll call you back <laughs> oh, I, I
1: didn't, I didn't read the books my sister read the books
0: <laughs> I've always meant to but there's there's a lot of books out there and knowing like I'll enjoy two of them I didn't realize that the Hannibal Rising prequel is also written by him so I might be going down a rabbit hole this week oh. I might be finishing this franchise up too buddy I got a Red Dragon rewatch And a Hannibal Rising in my future I am am looking forward to you being on my side That Red Dragon is a fine enough movie The Brett Ratner seal of approval (laughs)
1: Where has he ever gone wrong? What else did you watch? Uh, I think that's it
0: Yeah that'll do it Hannibal fucking sucks ass. That movie is bad. Because <laughs> isn't, like, one of the famous things about Son of the Lambs is, like, how few minutes Anthony Hopkins is actually in the yeah, movie? Yeah, I
1: believe he set the record for fewest minutes on screen to also win the Oscar. I think he's on screen for maybe 23 minutes total.
0: Yeah, fuck that. We're going to make him the focal point. Let's just go watch him give some fucking presentation about art. Because we've got to have him in the movie. That's what people like. You know, people do, do the impression. And then we'll watch him just cut someone's guts out, like... Okay, it's not it's not the point. That is kind of like one of the downsides about Red Dragon is there's a little too much Anthony Hopkins in the movie. That's what I remember. I remember him showing up with a ponytail and me laughing and <laughs> turning the channel. That's that's the thing that kind of gets me
1: about it. It's just like, oh, he didn't really need to be in there. And there, there are some points there in the movie that aren't in the book because there was like, well, people really like Silence of the Lambs. They really like Hannibal Lecter, even though he's not really the killer in this one. So it's like, we really got to have him in there, even though all the stuff with... Uh, Oh, uh, what's the uh, the the killer? The real the real guy uh, whose name escapes me. the Tooth Fairy. Uh, yeah, even though the all the Ray finds shit, the Ralph finds shit, uh, that should be like the focal point. They're like, oh, don't forget about him. I still like him in the movie. I think he does a really good job because I think he's a really good actor. But there's still a little too much, right? It distracts from like the main point manhunter where, is absolutely a better movie but i fucking love Man manhunter Hunter is like absolutely worth re- i should get the blu-ray actually but yeah. red dragon there's a lot of stuff to like there
0: like hannibal even has scenes where she's listening back to recordings from their interviews which she sounds horrible and it sounds like anthony hopkins is just like literally on a skype call like us like ah uh, yes and then you heard the lambs didn't you <laughs> like hey cut do you want to we showed more enthusiasm. We fucking fought Megatron at Stonehenge. <laughs> oh, you a righteous dude? <laughs> I think Alex mentioned like that'd be a fun retrospective to do because like Ridley Scott might be a shitty director. <laughs> he got two really good ones early on, and that list like. I have not seen Gladiator since the year 2000. I'd like to look at that again. I'd like to look at some of these later movies. I do
1: remember enjoying Gladiator. Wait, did... Oh, my God. Was he the one who did that... What was was his name? Uh robin hood with uh <laughs> did
0: he do that yeah we we might be setting aside i think he i keep looking at exodus gods and kings and be like this, this has got there's got to be something here <laughs>
1: i'm pretty sure he was the one who did robin hood
0: let me see Ba-ba-ba. you can cut all this later oh, i forgot he did the martian that was a perfectly wait he did the loop.
1: he did the martian uh-huh. Wait, maybe Ridley Scott is good. <laughs> nah. Robin Hood, 2010. Oh my god. I remember seeing I that, that I did in theaters American with gangster. my family. I was so fucking
0: bored. God. Hey, uh, by the way, all those like speed ramping and weird visual things in Gladiator are all over Hannibal. Oh the no! psychological thriller about chasing a serial killer. <laughs>
1: How come the guy who did uh, Silence of the Lambs is best known for uh, Stop Making Sense? Oh my God. He went from music videos and a bunch of dumb comedies to being like, Hey, you wanna direct one of the greatest horror novels of all time? It's like
0: just in a fucking masterpiece. That it gets better every time I see it. Silence of the Lambs is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, I'll dial that. You day. know that's
1: in my top ten, right?
0: it's so fucking good let me see exactly where
1: it is yeah that movie is number 8 on my all time favorite movies list
0: I'll watch it again every couple years and every time I am just sucked in entirely cannot look away talk about a movie that I
1: mentioned this earlier Silence of the Lambs does not work without its ending that ending is one of the greatest things I have ever seen not not just the oh, Doctor Lecter, Doctor Lecter, all the old others, or seeing an old friend for dinner. That's a very good one. Yeah, that's all good. I mean that. I mean that climax at the end in the basement with the night vision goggles and the hand reaching out and oh almost touching God. her. Holy shit! That is that like was a movie. The, the, when you talk about horror versus thriller, a thriller, you just blend the lines just so perfectly. Where you are like white, luckily the theater seats. Your heart is stopped, and if someone touches you on the shoulder, you're going to go ballistic.
0: I remember seeing that on T V like as a kid and just oh my god I couldn't fucking breathe. I was so stressed out. I was like literally holding my breath and on to where I was doing it. I was so tense. I absolutely kind one of, of the best movies ever made. mom let me watch some fucked up movies. <laughs> I
1: think I watched that as a kid too. And my mom did no. not want me to Oh no, nah, maybe I'm thinking of Pulp Fiction. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! I remember that conversation. When I told her I watched it. She's like, "Oh, you did, did you?" What do you think? I was like, "I want to talk about it. I want to talk about that scene, Mom." Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, I should do
0: it. Let's let's get into this masterpiece. Yeah, this
1: this is quite the movie that we have, ladies and gentlemen. The murder of Nicole Brown Simpson.
0: Wes Craven presents. The murder.
1: <laughs> Better movie
0: now. Nah okay so so, we're both what late 20s have you hit 30 yet i i am
1: 30 i uh i just turned 30 a couple months ago
0: i'll be there in a couple months so we don't have a ton of memory of oj simpson the trial really anything about him because by the time we were old enough to remember shit like he was (laughs) he disappeared i know him from Saturday Night Live news segments <laughs> I know him from Norm McDonald. The Norm
1: McDonald news segments Which should be the cold open Chris, not to self, I actually put that in there uh, th- Those are so funny, man Those those are great <laughs> Murder Now Legal in California
0: <laughs> Like, I don't know anything about the chase It's just always been As far back as I can remember That's just been a thing I've known about I've known about a white Bronco chase That's the
1: thing is like, I, I remember asking my parents about that It was a very inquisitive young mind And asked them what was the big deal? He was driving his car really slow. And they're like, Yeah, that ate up the news segments. They were watching the slow car chase the entire time. It was all over the news. It was the hit. Like, and I was like, the Really? Entire That's the
0: watching. <laughs> <laughs> like I There's part of me that kinda of wishes you could go back and see something that literally the entire country is watching at the same time. But also, imagine if that happened now and it was streaming on Twitch. Yeah, that,
1: oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we have another police chase, you know? That's... <laughs> Akemi was the guy in the helicopter that was doing it. Uh, but you're right. I uh, I don't have a tremendous amount of memory of that. I was only four when it happened. I do remember my mom was glued to the TV set when it was on. It was... They called it the trial of the century. One of the things is the movie leads off with that. Uh, the movie leads with a bunch of uh, news clippings and all these things of, like, oh, O.J. Simpson murdered his wife. That's one way it could have happened, Garth. But there's another way too. <laughs> so they.
0: St- oh man, OJ really chose the mega fun, happy ending way.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's another uh, intro here. So we start with, and I wrote this <laughs> down.
0: Nicole Brown's killed by Frankie Sharp. Yeah. Sharpbreaker. I, I,
1: <laughs> I wrote this down <laughs> because I I stand by it. As I think it's true. The worst intro in thriller history. So we're gonna call this a thriller, not a horror, because good God. Uh...
0: I was thrilled and chilled thoroughly.
1: So she's, I guess she's jogging at night and uh, with almost no streetlights out. That's real smart. And some uh, silhouetted figure is... Chasing her at a slow walk While she's running away at full speed And she trips and falls And the movie just sort of cuts away It is the least scary thing I think I've ever seen in my life Contrast this with the climax of Silence of the Lambs, if you will it's really
0: the coldest of cold opens You're like, the fuck was that? Oh, I guess the movie starts. Is that Nicole
1: Brown Simpson? What the fuck?
0: Who's that behind her? Am I... I guess it's OJ? Uh, you can't see, by it's By the way black. You won't see O.J. for like an hour. For an hour of this movie, O.J. Simpson's a fucking Blair Witch. Just always in the background, <laughs> controlling everything. That, that's the
1: thing, is it's very much like... I, I don't want to do all these Silence of the Limbs comparisons, but it's like, the fact that they don't show uh, Hannibal Lecter very often is much of the movie's credit. It's like, he's always in the back there, like, Oh my God, I don't want to see him again. He's so creepy and scary. What could he do next? In this one, the ominous white Ford Bronco pulls up is there a less ominous car in the world besides well i guess alex and ours
0: damn he (laughs) He loves that car today for making us watch this piece
1: he loves that car and i love that car too the meme mobile will live on but it's not ominous (laughs) i'll say that like
0: like for an hour of this movie the only glimpse you get of oj is she like uh when she invites the painter in they look at a picture of them on the wall And the guy playing OJ, it's like in fucking Always Sunny where the guy shows up claiming to be Donovan McNabb. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it reminds me of. Hi, I'm OJ Simpson. I get every morning started with McDonald's breakfast. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Uh, Oh my goodness.
1: So, uh, we've mentioned on... uh, I don't remember which episode it was in particular. That... uh, I I really... I read this when I say this. I don't like to make comparisons to The Room. I really don't like it because one of the things that the room has going for is it's so unique in its main performance. You're never going to see another Tommy Wiseau again in your life. You hope, uh, but the acting in this is very, very comparable to the way it's shot is very comparable to the room. It's just so weird for most of these people. Like we've seen bad acting in movies before, but this is so it's almost insultingly bad, like blatantly bad. Like we're making fun of you for watching this. That kind of bad. It is worse than most MST movies. Like who's I, don't, I know who the worst actor in this, but who's the worst actress in the movie? I'd say it has to go it to is. who... I'm not going to say the names. Uh, well, actually, no, I think I will.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, Nicole Brown Simpson, played by Mina Savari of American Beauty, but more importantly to us, American Pie fame, <laughs> as the girl who dated Chris Klein's character in that
1: movie. Oh, that's what we're calling her? Okay. Well, yeah. uh, it's the woman who plays Chris Jenner. She
0: is... She is she, something else. I, I
1: understand that she must have been like, okay, I've been cast as Chris Jenner in this movie. I should watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians to you know see what she's like. So Kristen at the time was 29 in the movie. She looks about 59
0: and she showed up with that haircut. And they're like sick. You got yeah, it.
1: That's exactly it. Because whatever she's doing is just like, I will do an impression of Chris Jenner on keeping up with the Kardashians and nothing else. Uh, now I pulled up the list of people here and I want you to guess which one of these people are real. Which one of these are fake? Mina Suvari, Nick Stahl, Taryn Manning, <laughs> Agnes Bruckner, uh, Marley chrismon C.C. King, what? Bianca Brie, Sky Patterson, Promise Lamarco, Matthew Mikita.
0: WWE <laughs> developmental wrestler names. Dina Sodano, bullshit.
1: Tracy Savage. Bless you. Oh wait, that's Tracy Savage is the real Tracy Savage. Tracy Savage, Savage. Oh, Tracy Savage <laughs> as <I'm sure>. herself.
0: <laughs> and Sebastian Siegel. So, you know, like a month ago when I watched Terminator 3, I was like... Who's this fucking guy playing Kyle Reese? I've never seen this dude in anything. Cut to last night as he enters the <laughs> frame, and I'm like, no fucking... Oh, we'll get to... Is this dude playing the serial killer? We will get
1: to him, this little...
0: <laughs> that craggy-ass face. He is... Oh, that's... Whew, he's been living hard. But we're doing the same, <laughs> same thing, and
1: we mentioned that this is by the same director of The Haunting of Sharon Tate. This movie kind of has the same problem, but not quite as bad as the Sharon Tate thing, where they're doing the... Ah, yes, you... Nicole Brown Simpson should divorce your husband OJ Simpson, the star running back for the Buffalo Bills because it just kind of feels like you're going to hear someone saying Oi, it's me, Ringo Stahl the famous band The Beatles (laughs) Yes, we Beatles, the four Beatles (laughs) Like It kind of feels like that but it feels so much worse, it feels even cheaper, it kind of feels like, and there's no other way to say this, I am 18 year old Black Dynamite and you are my 16 year old brother and you are high as a kite i've been thinking about that for a couple days now there is no best part of that movie but that one's up there
0: it's really good. i mean i just there's a lot of name dropping of full first and last names in the first like 10 minutes of this yeah but ah i hate i'd love to stay for dinner but i have to go talk to bruce yeah even when Jenner. they mention
1: like the first name it's like oh i get it like i have to go talk to bruce look at the camera wink he wasn't a lady back then. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Am I right guys? He
0: laughing because he know we'll buy a movie. I just
1: keep thinking I'm going to hear my name is Kato Kalen, And uh, <laughs> unfortunately I don't get that. Uh, now Parker, we talk about characters in movies and so every once in a while there's a character that you'll kind of latch onto and be like, that guy is the heart and soul of this movie. Similarly, there is the opposite where you're stuck with characters you can't stand. I want to talk about the character of Faye and her wig,
0: Oh my God! That she will if she not fucking stop. sneezed. That wig would go flying into the wall like the fucking Adam's Family character. That thing is a nightmare.
1: Yeah, uh, she is just dreadful. She's, she is so irritating. I don't know what she's trying to, I guess this movie, this came, came out in what, January? So we, this is just about a month after uh, the internet started that whole Karen thing. But she's doing oh the Karen impression. She's doing the I would like to speak to your manager sort of lush sort of performance. I get it. I get it. You don't have to lean this hard into it because I get it.
0: Not only if you put a gun to my head, could I not tell you how old she's supposed to be? I couldn't even nail the decade. <laughs> 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, it's a fucking dice I roll, I mean, there's man. a I real possibility not of, you. like
1: die job 60s. I don't
0: know. I really don't I, know. You know, the 90s were hard for all of us, but I don't know what the fuck she's I'm not to be. saying that is she your friend is she her lover question. That's a cool thing. Is that's a that thing. Same is, you, woman? is that
1: for both of our listeners, you guys can't like sh- you guys can't get off through be like, "Oh, you're age shaming her." No, we're
0: not. I don't know who or what she is. I know who Chris. Like, she looks is. like her friend in one scene. The next scene is like are you, like, her fucked up aunt? Like, you look terrible. You just kind of barge in. And then they're, like, making out. Like, I don't know what the fuck is that, going That was weird. Okay, so
1: I I guess maybe that was, like, a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, me and sh- uh, Nicole Brad Simpson, we were lovers at the time. And no one knew. It was well, a secret. so he's like, I will, I'll put that in the movie. <laughs> I guess we'll have to take her word for yeah, it. Yeah, I... Even the party's not here Yeah, I, I really don't fucking care, I have to admit. But that's the thing is, like, if I wanted <laughs> to do the research... I could just go on to Wikipedia. I could just, like, read that. And you know what? I bet it would be a lot more interesting than this fucking movie. Correct. I like to think
0: that the, the fine young lady, Mina Savari, playing Nicole Brown, like, saw the haunting of Sharon Tate and was like, oh, this fucking sucks. And then Hillary Duff was going to do that Lizzie McGuire show on <laughs> Disney. I was like, oh, my God, it put her back in the public eye. And then she signed on. And then immediately that show got shit and <laughs> She was trapped. Like, oh, oh no. Hate I got to do it. it man. Oh, we already
1: did American Reunion. Shit. Yeah. It's over. I'm not going to say that Mina Savari's is doing a bad job of this movie. I don't think she's acting well, but. She's not doing she's, the accent Hillary Duff
0: chose to that's do. That's a good
1: point, yeah. But to be fair, she does not have a whole lot to work with with this
0: really awful script. No, like. But, I, I've seen a lot of. I've seen two of these people before. Not a lot of them, but like, they're not given anything. Like, it's the fucking Black Dynamite thing. Like, they're reading the script to Black Dynamite, but have to play it straight and dramatically. <laughs> but that's
1: the thing that gets me about this. And I'll, I'll go back to Tommy Wiseau again. I think the director of this movie, whose name escapes, I don't care. The The director of this movie is a worse director than Tommy Wiseau, because you go back and you watch The Room, they're really weird performances, but a lot of those people are trying. Greg Sestero, for a lot of his scenes, or at least one of them, is doing a decent enough job. Whoever that actress is, she's giving it her role. Uh, th- there are some halfway decent performances in the room. In this movie, oh my good, they are so lazy. None of them care. None of them are trying. One of them is so blatantly not trying that it's, like, really funny. I'll get to him in a little bit. But, like, Mina Safari, okay, so she's, like, I don't want to say she's getting haunted by someone, although
0: in a couple <laughs> scenes, it, she literally is. Uh, she's getting Babadooked for, like, an hour of this Yeah, Yeah, she's,
1: she's getting stalked, and she believes that
0: it's by her ex-husband, which is... What happened? Oh, you know my husband, O.J. Simpson, <laughs> Orenthal Juice. <laughs> There's a whole lot of people talking about O.J. without O.J. being in the movie. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there though. Yeah. Holy
1: shit! Do you think he wanted to be scene. in this? Do you think if they had cast him, he would have showed up for it? He, oh, a million percent, he would have said yes. Oh, I wonder why they did that. would have been next
0: the- week's episode. His failed prank show, Juice. <laughs> Where he literally did a prank with a fake murder. Oh my the god. kid doesn't give a shit. Oh shit. He's so cool. They let
1: him get away with that. They wouldn't let the kid from Stranger Things re- redo punk <laughs>
0: Motherfucker wrote a book called If I did It. That's such powerful king shit yeah. energy. Oh. Do you think he wouldn't come on our show? <sighs> now,
1: do you find this movie accurate, Mr. Juice? Yeah. Okay, so here's my thing. I guess maybe my conception of rich people is different from most other people's. I kind of just assumed that OJ would have servants to
0: do a stalking for him, right? Honestly, that's like so beneath him. What is the going I mean, rate? Was it how on many Naked Gun to movies do stalking? Yeah, you just give Kato Kalin like thirty dollars to go. Hey, stand outside her window and throw pebbles at if You're talking to a dude. Like,
1: do you really think OJ Simpson is going to take the time to throw a cinder block through your like van window? The man is on like Monday Night Football. <laughs> the man, let us not forget, is one of the co-stars of
0: the Naked Gun series. He rushed for that many yards and he's gonna sneak around like a common thief? I think not. <laughs> Poking holes in this lady's story already. So Fuck <laughs> like, like the cops show up like, you know, you do seem to report a lot of men. Oh, that's <laughs> well, well
1: before we get there we no. have to talk about the guy that she decides to bet. Just Oh,
0: can we talk about the fucking <laughs> the Chad uh, Painter versus the Virgin running partner. Oh, we will do that. He just tries yeah. so hard. He gets friendzone so that hard. That guy
1: is just like, hey, look, I really care about you, I really do. And he's like leaning in, no kiss. He's like, okay, I'll just run with my water bottle alone in my booty shorts.
0: That's fine. I'll just, i use the, I'll use all the testosterone and the moment. Jenner on.
1: desperately wants them to fuck,
0: but uh, oh God, so bad. But she doesn't. I'm just dude, not
1: into handsome guys who are athletically fit.
0: He just keeps showing up, like, hey, you said you were going to run. It's fine. I just waited here all day. It's so I got nowhere else to be. Uh, The
1: booty shorts that she didn't even want. So
0: what? Truly putting the simp in Nicole Brown's.
1: And And instead, uh, she decides to take this hideous looking drowned possum of a man to bed. This guy, like this is stranger danger. This is exactly what she goes next door to find this guy working on his car. I don't know how he's living in this neighborhood. Okay. I really don't know how she's living next door to this schlub, but uh, he goes in there and she's just like, yeah, you think you could do it? He's like, oh yeah, don't check me. You know, three, four days tops. And right off the bat, you're, you're kind of like, do what? You, she hasn't even told you the details of everything that you wanted. That later we see him painting just painted that's that's all it takes to do interior
0: design he's walking probable cause exactly she asked for details he's like uh what's your name uh so, so where are you from you know around <laughs> word why don't you come inside my house i guess it's fine. <laughs> she needs more situational awareness i realize now what i'm saying out loud and i feel bad about it if she hadn't been so stupid she wouldn't be dead let me reiterate, we're talking about the official, fictional movie version of the Gold Brown Simpsons. Uh Maybe this actually happened and you don't know I don't. Uh, hey, who's to say? I, know, I, much like the end of Caché, you don't know who the real
1: killer that's is That's right, well
0: uh, uh, Or do we? No,
1: It's not even that there's a killer in Caché There is no killer um, One guy kills himself, and that's like the only good part of the movie
0: uh, did you think she wish it was you
1: <laughs> so here's the thing that guy that little drowned possum of a man he really reminds me of James Franco in Spring Breakers <laughs>
0: oh, could you imagine just imagine
1: though. she walks in and he's like I finished this shit look at this shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> getting stalked by Gucci man. <laughs> better movie mark
1: so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was big boy. He came through. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing that gets me about this is that guy is so unappealing. So she takes him to bed. I don't know why. We're, we're getting shots to this is. So we we go to they show her therapy scenes, and you know what really gets me here is, either they made up what happens in her therapy scenes, and they're trying to say, oh, we know what Nicole Brown Simpson was thinking during this time, which is really gross, or. They actually got the notes from those uh, therapy sessions and they put them all together and they are just like, oh, here's what they actually discussed. Yeah. Either one's not a great
0: look, particularly. Yeah,
1: So the movie, I, we could say tasteful, but I'd say not as tasteful as it possibly could be. So there's room
0: for improvement
1: and we all, hey, you know, sometimes it's the little carrot on a stick that you need to improve. As a director.
0: You know, we need some more exposition. We need to really give some backstory. Oh, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we only had the OJ actor for an afternoon. So she's just going to talk about it. <laughs> and that's fine, I guess. That's how you make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: now, Parker, I have to confess something. I, I think at this point, my uh, my video file kind of fucked up. And it whoever uploaded this to the to the site just really screwed up because it kind of cuts to a different movie in the middle of it. Um, we cut to the inside of a bar and I looks like it was filmed oh around God. the same time I guess I, and it has the same actor weird the, the the serial killer guy he's in it for some reason but there's a completely different actress. We don't know her name. I don't know what's going on with it.
0: It's really weird. It sure does take a detour yeah <laughs> because this movie poses the question of like okay, what if OJ didn't do it But what if this woman who was actually murdered, was murdered by this actual serial killer who actually murdered people, <laughs> and no one thought to be like, "Hey, we're not gonna
1: fund that." <laughs> That's a very good question of how this got funded. Like you, you saw the haunting of Sharon of Sharon Tate, right? You can't, you can't put your money behind this.
0: <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna do a better job this time. <laughs> we no, promise. He seems honest. That's oh boy. He pinky swore on everything. Oh, wow. So let's just have a scene where he just murders some woman. In it, by the way. If you're a woman in this movie, oh, yeah. you really you're really having a rough go of it.
1: Yeah, that's very much true. The, uh, I mean, she's had a she had a rough go with that uh, tramp possum looking guy. You know, just I I think maybe the director is like one of those nice guys. You know, he's just like, oh, if only she'd fucked the runner instead.
0: Exactly. <laughs> a nice guy you know, like me who always... respects women fucking happens you know he is very courteous he woke up early to run with her and what does she do she turns to the guy who <laughs> did we skip over when she hears him in the kitchen in the middle of the night yeah hey uh how should we show that he's crazy oh he'll just stand in the nude and mutter to himself like, oh he's just the last one he's the last time no don't do it stop it cool Good movie. Absolute <laughs> banger of a script. And
1: then, then she runs back and she arms the security lock and she locks herself in. And uh, he's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. I'm just like, what what, what, what came over you to do what? I don't know what you were doing there because it was all mumbled no, in the dark.
0: No, 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 leave me alone. Oh, hi. Oh, man. You know me before I have my coffee. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Come back. Come back. <laughs> That was that was weird. So, And then he just soberly kills a woman without talking to himself. He just finds one, takes her to the car, and murders her, and then lights the car on fire with nary a second thought. Yeah,
1: so the way he treats this woman is very different from the way he treats Nicole Brown Simpson. But again, she was going to be the last time. So anyway, uh, now Nicole is getting haunted by... Someone behind her. We don't see this person. This person's wearing sunglasses. This is a scene in, like, broad daylight, which is the scariest oh time of the
0: day. This scene is the fucking Manos driving scene. <laughs> yes, It, it goes is. on for three hours of them just walking briskly down the street. It's
1: endless. It just keeps going. It's like the end of Invasion of the Neptune Men. And at the end, she turns a corner, and who's there? It's Chris Jenner!
0: <laughs> Can you watch the kids? Hi, recognize me? Oh my god something fucked up's happening. Can you watch my kids for me? Like kids? She has kids? Uh, well, I guess they were on that picture. Back to the chase yeah, scene. Okay,
1: back to the chase scene. Which <laughs> ends. Uh mercifully. Although it does go on for a while. We call this a chase I, scene. I don't know who's chasing whom.
0: I think this was the <clears> point where like I told you, it was started storming real bad. I don't know where it's like, oh shit, we gotta take the dog out real quick, you know, we don't want her because once it starts storming, it's oh, game right, over for yeah. the little dog she's gonna shit in the house. So we pause it And there's a moment where we're both like mid-standing up and just pause and look at the runtime, look at each other, and it's like, there's no fucking way. This cannot... Something is wrong with the Showtime app. You know, these standalone apps are always buggy. There cannot possibly be this much movie Mm -hmm. left.
1: So uh, we cut to the scene where... I think this is after she's getting terrorized by the reflection, I guess. I don't know. Uh, She goes around to her friend. Her friend is Candace Jorgerson. I suppose. Uh, Excuse me? (laughs) No, her friend is Candace Jorgerson, but her friend Candace is not around. Her friend Candace Jorgerson is missing because she goes to uh, her brother's house and her brother answers the door. He's wearing like a red t-shirt. Do you remember this actor?
0: Very vaguely.
1: this guy is the worst actor in the movie. This guy gives every single line in a complete monotone and I could stop laughing at it because it's just like, she has to start, hi, is Candace around? No, she is not here and uh, and she's like no you don't understand i'm being stalked nicole who are you being stalked by and uh, she's like i don't know but it's it's just a weird time in my life i just want candace to coming to- no you don't understand she's not here and he holds up like some sort of thing that's like a missing persons report on candace jorgerson and the entire time it's just <laughs> like he has all the enthusiasm of a man like watering his grass <laughs>
0: This really is the most black dynamite movie. I can hear this guy sarcastically. I'm in charge. <laughs> the militants turn startled. I haven't seen her today. No one has seen her because she is missing. Hold out paper, ominously.
1: Oh my goodness. It So this is about the time where we talk a lot about like the Razzies, and those are overrated. I've talked before about how I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes is overrated. I think a lot of people, they look at that little number in that red or green splotch, and they take it the wrong way. Some would say, that's not a 29%. I liked it a lot. It's not a homework grade, okay? This is saying how many, what a percentage of critics are that enjoyed this movie versus what the percentage of critics who did not enjoy it. That being said, I can really feel like 0% of people enjoyed this movie. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, that is 100 I
1: cannot imagine a person watching this and
0: saying, that yeah, was good. You know, people are being, it's time for a critical re- reevaluation of it. You know, people were too hard on it. The,
1: so we have to, I can't believe we're doing this. We have to talk about the dream sequence. Hey, y'all ever seen Nightmare yeah, yeah, on no, that's exactly where I was going with
0: it. Do you know how bad a movie has to be to have an average of 1.1 1. 1 on Letterboxd? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that the,
1: before. Hi, the lowest I think I ever saw before that was a 1.2 This somehow got lower. My god, I didn't know you could limbo that far, but uh, that's that dream beautiful. sequence that's like the funniest thing because you mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street and the those two dream sequences in those bedrooms, those are like uh, two of the scariest parts of the movie, they're two of the most well known parts of the movie. If you're gonna rip this off, you're gonna have to do it well. This scene starts with her being like magnetized to the wall, then magnetized to the ceiling, then. Zoom in her face. She gasps. She's going to fall. Oh, What's she going to fall into? Is it going to be a bunch of knives? Is it going to be a bunch of mousetraps? Is it going to be a whole bunch of poisonous snakes? No, she falls on her bed.
0: And about th- this is the part where it really takes a turn. Because, like, I think it's one or maybe two scenes later where she's back at the therapist's office. Oh, yeah. And she's talking about these bruises. And I'm like, did we miss a scene? Yeah, or was she attacked I again? I don't think he hit her. And then the dawning realization of, like, Are you trying to tell me that she got bruises after the nightmare scene? Hold the fucking phone. What are we implying right now? Because she got dropped from the ceiling and then she woke up and her face was bruised. And the movie's just like, yeah, think about that for a second.
1: Maybe she was haunted by the spirit of someone stalking her.
0: And then they played Helter Skelter, it was Skelter. backwards, backwards,
1: <laughs> the entire time. So,
0: oh my God, backmasking the naked gun.
1: <laughs> oh shit! So uh, then, one of the more brutal sequences in the movie, one that's very hard to watch, is when she goes to her fucking kid's performance. Was it like a? Con- it wasn't even a concert. It was like a play. <laughs> like, I know it was a like concert because no one was singing. They were just miming things, like they were deaf. I love this scene because. <laughs>
0: It implies that no one has would go You, why is OJ Simpson glaring at this
1: person? He was just sitting like the three seats down, just staring daggers at her while she stares daggers back at them. Parker, this is a little bit of tension between the two. I don't know if you picked up on that.
0: He's trying to make her explode with his mind. <laughs> He's staring so hard. He is trying to scanners her, and everyone's like, wow, these kids are just doing marvelous. These kids are so great. Look at them up there, having the time of their... Own. Do you guys feel that aura? Do you, do you feel that psychic energy? And then he... He is trying to start a fire of a psychokinesis.
1: That's true, but it's a very inconsistent character, because after the performance i don't even know what they were attempting to do there he goes up to her while she's loading the kids into the car he says hello it's me oj simpson i would like to have the kids for this weekend and he says it in i don't know parker maybe you'll disagree it kind of sounds like the uh the dave Chappelle white voice <laughs> it does. He just,
0: I'd like to have the kids well, on the weekend.
1: It's, but it's so... Well, don't hustle
0: me, Nicole. <laughs> the ultimate hustler. <laughs>
1: He's, do you know how many yards I rushed for? I was hustling the entire time. He was just... It's so polite. I'm not saying that it's like a normal white voice, but it's this isn't even what oj simpson sounded like come on and it's not how you would talk to your ex-wife it's
0: not like like well there's no footage of oj simpson talking so we just kind of had to guess oh well there were multiple movies of full career and also a very lengthy trial that was on a lot of time yeah i years. mean you kind of you kind of wish that you just would have do the silencio there's a white man talking <laughs> up here
1: Let's know. <laughs> it kind of makes you wonder, what if this director had access to, I don't know, like, a call where you could hear him in the background or something like that. Oh, inquiring <laughs> line, and inquiring minds can only wonder in this scenario. But uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, so she's like, no, you can't have your fucking kids. You're not fucking part of my fucking life. And you're just like, okay, she feels kind of serious about this. Uh, anyway, we cut later to... They're in the same restaurant from the beginning of the movie, and he comes in there. He's looking, and the the pseudo boyfriend, the uh, the waiter guy who runs with her, uh, he, the, he has. He's like, "Uh oh, look, it's O.J. Simpson, the husband of Nicole Brown Simpson." And uh, the <laughs> he literally goes
0: like, "Uh oh, that girl you're talking to, her husband's here, and he's mad." <laughs> you want to talk worse actors? He, these, yeah, are my that problem. guy, these two that guy, the, the friend
1: of the uh, runner guy, he says. You better make yourself scarce. That is... Dave Chappelle is making Chris fun of white people in that line.
0: <laughs> it's fucking Chris Farley's character in Wayne's World <laughs> explaining where Mr. He Big was, is. Right, that's scare? his limousine. And that's O.J. Simpson. Just moving his hands like he that. He plays football.
1: <laughs> Just that, 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 wow,
0: that waiter had an awful lot of information. Although not necessary this time.
1: <laughs> you better make yourself scarce, my fellow white brother. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the dumbest fucking that's the thing about like that's what i realized it's not just the actors it has to be the script because if a director said no just say the lines don't don't improvise this isn't always sunny all right it just
0: uh for uh, my character research i watched the people versus oj simpson and the trading spouses sketch from Chappelle <laughs> Show. time out T Mark. <laughs>
1: Cut. Perfect. i sorry. All I can think about Silencio. <laughs> and
0: these are parsed. <laughs> Cut. What are you doing? You're supposed to be terrorizing her.
1: So anyway, OJ comes in there, not necessarily looking pissed, just comes in there, like, looking for a bathroom. And then we leave, and uh, the serial killer gets her
0: yeah it's really sudden yeah it's not <laughs> it's just like really... oh wow that's all, that was almost a confrontation yeah. and she should get her throat slit you're like oh i guess the movie's over and you would think that yeah. and we get the gloves and Morally. everything and uh... dude the close-up of the one black glove as it fades to yeah. black uh, that got a very hearty laugh out of me
1: oh uh, not quite as hard as what comes after this so she's dead that's the movie right <laughs> you can get up you can go oh no wait The trial of the century, O.J. Simpson, the former Buffalo Bills running back, has been accused of the slaughter of his girlfriend, or wife, Nicole Brown Simpson. And then it shows, like, the white Ford Bronco chase. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know that happened. You don't have to put it in here. And uh, then it cuts to, uh, you know, if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. And then it cuts to (laughs) all the white people being outraged
0: that it got on. Oh my god, there's so... That really... The juxtaposition that I've... Speaking of Dave <laughs> Chappelle, I've heard him talk about many times. Just the cuts of the white people looking like they were watching the towers fall, <laughs> like the sheer anger and heartbreak. But to go right before it's like before we get the actual like. So you said it like shows the glove and it cuts to black, yeah. fade in on just the actual crime scene footage of their real dead bodies. Like, come the fuck that not, man? that. It's just like okay, movies over credits or oh my god, that's a dead yeah. woman. Wait, all does right. that happen? Well,
1: Wait, does that happen at the credits, like in the background, or is it? like...
0: Oh, what happens like right before all the news? Oh, it's right before starts. the news. Works, just- yeah. Yeah, because like I said, like we were young when this case was going on. Oh, that's never what it was. Never seen those oh, photos. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, never seen those photos. I didn't before know that. That's what like, it was. I thought that oh. was
1: like uh, they just did like a shitty camera reinterpretation. I didn't know those real like That is so dead body. I'm assuming as
0: much. I, no, am, you know what, I wouldn't put. Look, a I didn't right fact check it because here's the thing that what?
1: happens. As I mentioned at the pod, uh, at the beginning of the podcast that this movie is not as tasteless as A Haunting of Sharon Tate. I thought that for most of the movie, and then I got to the end credits. And what occurs over the end credits is a real nine one one conversation that oh, Nicole yeah. Brown Simpson had, and you can hear uh, OJ Simpson in the background. That's disgusting.
0: Yeah, that was when I turned that it off. That is I so. Like, I started. Gross. I heard the nine one one was your emergency. I, I was like, no, I'm not. I, doing I this. felt I'm not... so
1: emba- I listened to the whole thing, and it's. I I, I I was talking with you and Girl Alex uh, for a bit about Invasion of the Neptune Men and there's a really gross segment in that movie that was cut from the MST3K broadcast. They used real World War II footage in that movie. They showed, oh boy, they showed buildings and people getting blown up in this movie that's ostensibly for children. And I think that's gross. They thought it was gross, and they cut it for TV. And they thought, no, no, we have to use it. It'll make it seem more real. It really humanizes the movie, I guess. It's really fucking gross for them to put that in there. And the person who decided that it would just really make the movie to put that in there, fuck you.
0: But there's one other thing to talk about, which is... It's like, apparently, like, this actual serial killer was... A suspect for a short amount of time And basically his brother was like No I really totally did it Like I don't know how much creators really give any of this Because like, I don't know shit about The OJ murders <laughs> Like the most I ever learned Was like a couple years ago I listened to the last podcast On Left up And I was like Oh fuck he definitely A thousand percent killed her Nice But it ends with him Like in his cell And he's talking to himself mm-hmm. again And there's a shadow on the wall And then the shadow walks out of the cell And it's another moment of Wait, what the fuck are we yeah, doing? This, what are you trying to tell That's exactly me what act? I
1: was saying. It's like, what are you trying to convey in this? Like, a lot of people, they don't understand acting. Acting is a method of conversation. We are trying to get some information across you. We are trying to say something with our performances. And the same thing with movies. same thing with movies. We're trying to get something across here. We're trying to say something. It's not just telling a story. It's We're, we're trying to impart some sort of knowledge into you. Whatever that was, whatever you're trying to tell me with that scene, I don't get it. And maybe I'm stupid. I, that's fine. I, I can accept being stupid. It's okay. There's lots of stupid people out there. I'm one of many. But whatever that was supposed to be, boy, I, I there's nothing to get across there. He just completely whiffed.
0: You know, the movie was going so well up until yeah. <laughs> then. Shame that they couldn't stick to the Yeah, there's,
1: there's that too. So... Uh, This alternate theory of uh, who killed Nicole Brown Simpson. Final thoughts on this really good movie. You
0: know, they really don't make whodunits like this anymore, do they? (laughs) (laughs) I, honest to God, like, I'll joke aside, I really wonder if he's going to keep doing this. Because he also did my, like, uh, another one of these movies about the actual Amityville murders. Like, the actual, not the ghost that happened after, but the guy that, like, murdered his family, which... Yeah, that'll that'll go on the watch list. But good luck. Is he just gonna keep doing this until he's like told he can't? That's
1: the thing is, I don't know where the money comes from. Is he running one of those schemes that Uwe Boll does? Speaking of a filmography, Uh, you have to complete.
0: (laughs) there's like an Alone in the Dark two, and that was enough for me to shut the tab. Nope. Oh, that's disgusting!
1: Oh Jesus! Uh, I think they actually finally closed that loophole, so he's uh, he doesn't get to have his fun anymore, and he's really sad.
0: Now it just gets real mad on Twitter and Letterboxd. Shocker. Twitter and live your best life.
1: <laughs> Fucking fight me. Okay, okay. It's just movies, dude. Deal. Uh, he's a really good boxer, dude. <laughs> or better than me, I'll say that. Uh, I've never boxed in my life. What am I saying? So final thoughts on the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Uh, my final thought here is we talk a lot about, oh, this movie is so good. We're talking about an objectively bad movie. I kind of feel this way about this movie. This movie is such a complete and total failure on so many different levels that you kind of have to see it to believe it. And it's just a shocking, like, deadpan thwap of a movie. You know, it just completely sucks on so many different levels. When I talk about a bad movie, ah, this is what I'm talking about. This is a bad movie.
0: Like The combination of being just in such poor taste from conception to everything about it was just being a horrendous movie. It's They it don't make them like this exactly. anymore. It doesn't go so far. You don't get this kind of shitty exploitation That's anymore. the thing
1: about like so many different bad movies that I've seen. This isn't like Knock Knock or Funny Games where it's just painful. It's, it's just an unwatchable movie. Uh, it's not one of those movies like uh, Charlie's Angels that offends me. It's not one of those movies like uh, uh what's what's one that I watched recently? Uh but like the Swan Princess, I guess, that just annoys me. It's just like, boy, that's just irritating, you know? This is a movie that has a little bit of a mixture of all those, but they're they're small enough that it doesn't quite get to you, you know? Like the end credits thing is where it really starts like, oh fuck. We're, but I could turn off the movie by that. I'm not missing anything. Everything else is just like a bad performance. You're just like, whoa, that's really bad. And there are, some, there are certainly some boring sequences that quote unquote chase scene, uh, oh which God. I can't believe they put that in the movie besides the fact that they had to, you know, pad out the running time. Here's the thing. This is the longest movie under 90 minutes I've ever seen in my life.
0: it <laughs> yeah. We exaggerate a lot about, like, oh, my God, this movie's going on forever. This one kept going. I felt like I had to get up halfway through and switch discs to finish (laughs) it. (laughs) It's fucking insane. There was was
1: actually a moment where I texted you. I was like, so is he going to kill her or what? (laughs) I think that was five minutes into the movie.
0: (laughs) She seems nice enough, but, like, just, you know... Fucking jump out the window, lady. Let's end this. That's the thing,
1: also. It's like, she does seem nice enough. I guess I'm on her side. But, like, the scene where the police come over and be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't call 911 so much. Like, uh, are you trying to say Uh, something about, like, maybe we should listen to people who call 911 a lot?
0: This mouthy broad keeps talking about abusive boyfriends. Whatever. A different man every night. Bye, movie. Uh, I'm I'm sorry if I
1: have to kind of take the other side here, but... Do we really need the uh, the older white women who called nine one one a little too frequently with that kind of haircut? I I don't know if I'm on their side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, that she was shady Sharon calling this guy. <laughs> Wait, it's shady Sharon. That's Sharon too. Who's she? She's uh, Nicole <laughs> Brown Simpson. That uh, she was.
0: My dad will let you workshop it. Work <laughs> My his. dad would say <laughs> it. I won't. If you were Dad have Satan, you would have to immediately edit it I would have Dad.
1: I know that it sounds like the other word, and it's different, but you can't just because it means that you're cheap.
0: Hey, that's a good one, Dad. You know my name's on yeah. this, right? Yeah, I'm just he won't listen. I'm just going. <laughs> oh boy. Get a text. taste hey, on, geez, that joke.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, someone texted me. They said he can't say that. I'll say it to their face. Yeah, you know, that's
0: the problem today with about saying things like,
1: oh, "I gotta go." I'm oh, Dad, I'm asleep. So uh I pretend I do not see it. I pretend I sleep. So <laughs> So uh I would not recommend The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. Even though I, I I'm not saying it's a good bad movie because there is no good here. But uh I can say that I had a good episode on this one.
0: Yeah, I was definitely worried about that Mavor positive like Oh fuck is are we gonna have something to talk about? I, and then the movie. I mean, I really am
1: kind of stuck on that. It's like the drowning of Lacey Peterson, the kidnapping of Elizabeth Smart, the finding of Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> just some '90s fucking teen rom-com actress <laughs> in the woods. She's getting fucking yeeted by a Squatch. Maybe she Eliza Dushu is just getting murdered by you a you. Don't Bigfoot. understand.
1: I've been having nightmares about sasquatch. <laughs> uh,
0: you. Was it Sasquatch again? Did he give you those bruises? We talked about going back to him. Can you imagine that she's
1: like listening to like the bright soundtrack? Wait, play it backwards, and it's like Sasquatch yelling, and he sounds kinda like this.
2: (laughs)
0: And that's the T, sis.